This is Kaya Base with Kukuletum Fopi on Kaya FM. Alan Gray, helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Well, we're now going to be moving to a very interesting topic. And of course, markets have uh, experienced extreme volatility in the face of COVID-19, taking investors on an emotional roller coaster ride. Understandably, many of us may be tempted to disinvest and keep our money in cash until things improve. While disinvesting may help ease some of the anxiety in the short term, history suggests that investors who disinvest during tumultuous times often end up losing out over the long term. And to have that conversation, we're joined on the line by Nomi Bozlani, who's the head of strategic markets at Ellen Gray. Nomi, thank you so much for your time. For having me. Awesome. So, I mean, one of the things people have been talking about is hot thinking and the many ways that you can avoid hot thinking. Let's exactly unpack that, um, that exactly that term. What does hot thinking mean? So I know it sounds like something rather fashionable, but it's actually a scientific term. So um, in behavioral and decision-making research and science, it's used to describe a type of cognitive or mental process for working through information and then making decisions as a result of that information. Interestingly, actually, in the past, researchers um, used to view decision-making as a very sort of rational and logical process that was quite distinct from emotions and believed that, you know, if people had the right information and weighed their options, they would obviously make the decisions. But, you know, as most people will attest to, and behavioral scientists now accept this, emotions and decision-making go hand-in-hand. Um, a lot of the time. And so they further describe these two sort of important but interconnected systems that we use for making decisions. So the one is the hot system or the hot thinking, which you mentioned, and that's really automatic and reactive. And that's in contrast to another system they called um, cold system or cold thinking, which is much more deliberate, considered and controlled. And so I think hot thinking is something that's really useful, actually, and we're doing it every day. Um, It lets us do things um, seemingly without thinking so that we can act quickly and automatically when we are in danger, for example, or when we're sort of performing daily tasks. And it it serves those purposes where we don't have to stop and think carefully before taking action. Um, If I take the example of having a car coming towards you, it wouldn't be particularly useful if you had to stop and logically work through the pros and cons of getting out the way. And that's really where hot thinking comes into play. It allows you to be reactive, automatic and defensive. Speaking of which, how does it then play out in the investment context? Okay, so we spoke about how hot thinking can help you in the circumstances where shortcuts in processing are required and are helpful. But outside of these circumstances, it can actually lead to bias judgment, and that's where the investment context fits in. So because hot thinking leads us to act reactively, it doesn't give much attention to weighing up the long-term consequences of a decision, and it leads to very quick actions that mostly benefit us in the present. And as you know and you mentioned, the current economic climate is a scary picture, and many people's investments have been negatively impacted by the market downturn. And so from an investment perspective, hot thinking would take the form of using current market conditions 
um, looking at the negative impact that it's had on your investment value and the emotions that this environment is producing to then make a swift and defensive decision to discontinue your investment or to move out of the market into more of a stable asset classes, for example, and to wait things out. Are there long-term impacts of hot thinking? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, particularly when it when it comes to investments. So someone who summed it up quite nicely is um, um, his name is Morgan Housel. He's a partner at the U.S. venture capital firm Collaborative Fund. And at our summit a few years ago, he said, "The biggest risk is not the volatility; it is the action you take in response to the volatility." And so you think it's going to make you safe, but actually it injects substantially more risk into your investment portfolio. And so what I mean by volatility from an investment perspective is really how much your returns are fluctuating or varying as time goes by. So what does Morgan mean? So there are really two important long-term impacts of moving out of your investments at a volatile time. So the first one is that you are are disinvesting your units from the market or from the fund at a time when the markets are cheap, which means that you may be selling them for less than you bought them. And this means you're almost locking in that capital loss. The second thing when it comes to investing is that you know, the story and what we hear and the headlines are not really what counts. Uh, the most important thing is the price you pay. And so it means that at Alan Gray and certainly with uh, many other value managers, uh, we're finding a lot of opportunities to invest money in a time like this because, you know, companies on the stock market are trading below fair value. And if you are out of the market, you can lose out on the potential for growth that can follow a period of um, depressed market prices, such as the one that we're seeing. And so really the long-term impacts are twofold. You lock in a capital loss, and then secondly, you lose out on the potential for, for future growth. All right. I think yeah. since the beginning of, um, you know, the COVID pandemic and the worries around it, everybody could agree that we've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. What And all kinds of emotions can run through, you know, various investors, whether you're young and old, you, you panic and you worry about whether this thing is going to come to an end or not. What can investors do with all these emotions that are they dealing with and currently facing to prevent them from hot thinking? Mm, Yeah, there certainly are um, quite a range of emotions we're experiencing. We can often feel like we're right on the front seat of that emotional roller coaster. So um, understandably, it's probably difficult to distance yourself from these um, emotions. And um, it is actually what you what you need to do. And by distancing, I don't mean suppressing or ignoring the emotions, uh, but it's rather about creating distance between the time when your emotions are most present and extreme and the point in time at which you make a decision about your investment. So by understanding the features and the responses of hot thinking, which we spoke about, that sort of automatic, defensive, reactive, um, you can catch yourself from an automatic response and tap into your ability, and we all have it, even if it doesn't feel like it, um, but your ability for deliberate, controlled, and reasoned decision-making. I think it's important to note that making a decision that affects your investment should not be thought of as an emergency. 
and it's certainly not routine. So we need to make uh, quite an effort, actually, of um, challenging our assumptions and conclusions that, you know, potentially your emotions are making you jump to. And so that means slowing it down, avoiding any compulsion to to act and, and spend the time and energy to collect um, valid sources of information that you can trust. So this includes um, looking at your assumptions hmm. and examining sort of different perspectives and including other sources of information that you trust. And lastly, ask yourself some questions. Um, and, you know, if there was one question that could help you pause, it would be, you know, ask yourself whether the decision that you're thinking of making is actually going to serve you in the long term or will it just ease the emotions of the present and then take your time to answer that question. Mm. When I do that, would I then be applying cold thinking as you explained to us in the beginning? Yes, absolutely. And I'll give you some examples. So, Mm -hmm. you know, cold thinking is our ability to think, think and act deliberately. And that's usually in the context of and under circumstances of kind of level and moderate emotion. So we need to distance ourselves from our emotions. So as an example, you might feel really panicked, angry, and maybe even powerless um, to act. And the hot response would be to take drastic action to give you almost a sense of control. And a cooler approach um, or cold thinking approach would be to maybe find a way to remove yourself from the constant influx of news that could be causing some of the panic um, and then kind of redirect and look for valid and trustworthy information or even talking to someone you trust that can help you make sense of the information. Another example might be, you know, you're kind of watching um, time passing and you can see the markets going, you know, up and down and um, you become really concerned that you might end up with nothing if you don't act before markets hit rock bottom. And so you want to act quickly before you run out of time and in your mind potentially lose everything. And again, I think the cooler approach again is to distance yourself from the kind of immediate and to consider that there was a before and there will be an after. Um, you know, the the markets, if we look at equities, have um, had you know positive returns over a 20-year period, but in that same period, they've had like three quite big negative returns. And so it's important to put that in context and ask yourself, has the pandemic changed anything in your own investment timeline in the goals that you set and when those goals were supposed to come to fruition? And then also to just evaluate if you're not being trapped in the past when, or, or rather in the present when your plan was for years in the future. And so it's really about trying to slow down and take a step back from the present and then um, consider the information and data that is much wider than the short term and consider the longer term perspective because that's really where your investments live. Um, in your uh, answer, you, you mentioned uh, speaking to someone and considering your investment plans. And, mm. and, and at this point, I suppose no one really knows what's going to happen next. How important is it for me to be able to speak to a professional at this point? Yeah, it can be extremely valuable. In fact, I think a good independent financial advisor can help you avoid um, some of the common mistakes or uh, pitfalls that we've seen investors make. And so this not only includes 
you know, making sure that you've established a financial plan at the outset of your relationship that establishes your specific goals, but critically and especially at a time like this, your independent advisor is going to support you to actually remain committed to those goals. And they will help you put, you know, volatile times and, you know, times of underperformance into the context and perspective of your long-term plans. You know, we found that investors at times can be particularly bad, actually, at picking the right time to buy or or sell investments and um, tend to switch between investments often, destroying, you know, the value of the investments, much like we spoke about. And an advisor is going to help you avoid this particular uh, mistake. In a time like this where salaries may be under pressure and if you have a particular investment that you have been, you know, investing in for the long term because, you know, you want to secure your future, how do you balance making a decision where you may have to, I suppose, avoid hot thinking but also realize that, you know, your salary is under pressure and maybe your job's on the line. How do you balance that situation with avoiding hot thinking? I think it's about being able to remove yourself from this uh, panic environment where you're thinking about all the stresses. So you're thinking about the financial markets, you're thinking about, you know, you're worried about your children, you're worried about your parents, you're worried about your income. And to give you space to yourself space to think critically, um, I think these are all very um, big decisions. And they need the space to breathe. So talking to financial advisors, one, talking to your partners, one, and um, you need to look at the options that are available to you. And so, you know, if you if you if you have an income, I think you're you're in a lucky position. There's a lot of South Africans that you know have lost their income, and so you need to uh, make sure you have a plan for different scenarios. Do you have emergency funds things so that you can access in the case that you um, you do need to um, supplement your income? But I think it's very important to understand that your long-term goals are still relevant even in a time of uncertainty and a financial advisor can help you work through the decisions you might need to take if you feel that having gathered all of that information and looked at the various options that you're uncomfortable making the decision um, that needs to happen, that's where a financial advisor can actually um, recommend the best course of action for you. Mm. Nomi, thank you so much for your time. That is Nomi Bozani, who's the head of strategic markets at Ellen Gray, talking to us about hot thinking and how it can be avoided. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Ellen Gray. Ellen Gray is an authorized financial services provider.